All right. Well, welcome to the Mesh Point Podcast. Uh, tonight, we're really excited to have Coach Lamar Owens with us tonight. Um, talk about your option journey and where you've come, where you played. And and so, Coach, we always get right to the point. Tell us where you're from, where you played, uh, and then uh, talk about your coaching journey. Yeah, yeah. Well, thank you. Thank you, Tony, Matt. Matt, thank you for having me. Uh, you know, let's get right into it. You know, I'm Lamar Owens. Uh, I'm from Savannah, Georgia. You know, I played play ball all my life. My my dad was my youth league coach, uh, and I you know went through the went through the city leagues and everything. And I played at Benedictine Military School here, a private school uh, here in Savannah, Georgia. Uh, and actually, you know, I ended up playing quarterback at, at the Naval Academy. I, I was a part of Coach Johnson's first class there in 2002. You know, after he left Georgia Southern. Uh, but funny story is. I was actually committed to Georgia Southern coming out of high school. Uh, you know, they, wow. they were down there running it. You know, they had Adrian Peterson and Greg Hill and J.R. Revere. And I'm like, I want to go be with that. I want to go do that. Uh, but uh, And I committed the September of my senior year, the senior season. And I remember going to a game in September, and Coach Johnson goes, uh, we're, we're talking before the game, like one of those recruiting meetings. He's like a – you, what do you you ever think about going to the Naval Academy? I'm like, no. Why would I think about that? You know. <laughs> well, then lo and behold, a few months later, you know, at the end of the season, he takes the job at Navy, and then I then I decided basically decided between the Naval Academy and and uh, and Georgia Southern. Ended up going to Navy. You know, ended up being recruited by Coach Seawalk at Georgia Southern and, and Rusty Russell, and then uh, actually Brian Bohannon was my recruiter uh, for Navy, who's now the head coach at Kennesaw. So. It's, it's just interesting, you know, the way life works. I ended up working with all those guys and, you know, they're, yeah. they're going to be friends for life. Uh, but that, that's what I did. I played at the Naval Academy. Then I was fortunate enough to become a GA uh, at Georgia Tech when Coach Johnson took the Georgia Tech job in 2008. Uh, you know, we, we won a lot of games in those first two years. We went, I think we won 20 games in two years and went to the Orange Bowl in 09. And Jeff Munkin became the head coach at Georgia Southern. Uh, and I was able to uh, – get promoted until his position to the slot base coach at Georgia Tech. And we did that for about 10 or 11 years. Awesome. Cool. Awesome. And so, you know, we, we ask all the guys that either played or worked or both for, for mm -hmm. Paul. <laughs> Let's yeah. start number one. What was it like to play quarterback for Paul? You can start there <laughs> and then talk about what it was like to work for it. <laughs> well, you know, I that, you know, Coach Coach Johnson, uh, he 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 means a lot to me, and and obviously, you know, for for my life, from meeting him when I was sixteen, and then playing for him from eighteen to twenty two, and then you know, starting my career coaching for him, you know, from twenty four to thirty five or so, right? Uh, but playing playing for him, I mean, he 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 was like a he, he's a great coach for a quarterback because he could see the game you know, from the sideline, he, he could, he could see everything. He, he always, you always felt confident that he had an answer uh, or something to, to help you when things weren't going right on the field. And you always felt like you had an edge, you know, with, with coach Johnson and with his staff, you know, guys like Ivan Jasper and coach Nehemiah and uh, Munkin and Bohan and Todd Spencer. I mean, we, we had a, you look back on him and we had a, we had a great uh, group of guys, great coaches, great men, uh, they're they're leading us, and you know the, the result speaks for itself. And, and their careers, right. decades later, uh, speak for for themselves. But you know he was he, he was hard on us for sure. Uh, but he he's definitely has a 
he's got a little soft spot for, for quarterbacks. He he loves the quarterback position. He loves being able to coach that and and, and see those guys uh you know do well and excel. And he'll he'll tell anybody that uh you know I, I would sometimes joke with him that you know I had to be at least in his top three best quarterbacks. And he he tell everybody <laughs> anybody that asks that you know, it's, it's Tracy Ham is probably one two and three. Right. You know? So. Um, but but playing uh, and coaching for him, uh, you know, I, I learned a lot. You know, I really learned how to evaluate the game in, in, in real time. You know, it's people would always ask us, you know, how, how do you guys make adjustments? You know, is halftime adjustments. And what I learned from Coach Johnson was that, you know, you got to have your pivots in your mind, you know, as the, you know, before the game. So then as things present itself, you, you, you know where you're going. Uh, and, you know, we would make we would make pivots series to series, during the series, play to play, uh, because we kind of already had the next move dialed up and ready to go. So I think that's one of the best things that I learned from him is always, you know, starting with the end in mind and knowing your stuff so well that that you know what your next move is. Yeah, and definitely in, in, in this offense, that really makes a huge difference, you know, being able to make those fine-tuning adjustments to a, a scheme, like – Change a blocking angle, change a player, right? Makes a difference, no doubt. And uh, no, he's the best. I mean, you know what I've always said, though? Like, he would have been the best at anything, though. Any offense. Yeah. That's what I think. You know what I mean? Put him in any offense, he'd have been the best. You know what I mean? Just some guys just have a knack for that stuff. You know what I mean? I mean, they just do. He just does. Yeah. I agree with that. Yeah. You think you could really see all 22? And the guy selling popcorn in the stands. <laughs> of course. Tell you that. Of, of course. What am I going to say? Of, of yeah, course. right. Of course. Right. Yeah. You know? Yeah, you know, I, I tell you what, I was up in the. I love being in the box. It, actually, it's it's hard for me now that I'm out of coaching. It's hard for me to watch football on TV. I, I would rather just watch like live football. I would rather just watch the condensed version. But if I can see, if I could watch, you know, the overhead view with all twenty-two. Yeah. 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 Uh, you know, I, I'd rather watch football that way, especially, you know, the past my, my last few years of coaching, I was the special teams coordinator. And, you know, my whole life I just played quarterback. But when I learned special teams and punt and, you know, that was the closest I had ever been to defense and angles and, and you know, tackling and pursuit. It just it, it made me really fall back in love all over again with, with the game of football. So it, it's hard for me to watch it if I can't see the whole thing. Yeah, right yeah. yeah, I'm with you. Definitely. Well, hey, coach, as as a um, as a high school coach, man, we we study you college guys, man, like crazy. You know, we're coming to your clinics and all that, right? But now, as a college coach, do you guys do the same kind of thing? I mean, do you do you study other people and then uh, you know, uh, clinic and like like who do you, who who are you uh, excited to, to to kind of learn and study from, or maybe maybe uh, were into? Yeah. Um, so my my last two years at at George, well my last two years in coaching in seventeen I, I went out to the 49ers, uh, and I, I spent two weeks out there with with their offensive staff and with the quarterbacks, and then uh, in the summer of nineteen, yeah summer of nineteen I I went out and did the same thing with the Broncos, uh, and you know I, for for me as a coach I was always trying to go go to the NFL guys and see what drills they were, were doing and you know, just see how, what they were doing with those amazing athletes that they had and, and how they were still, you know, being efficient with their time. Uh, but, but honestly, as an offensive coach, I think I spent a great deal of time just talking to my defensive friends th- that are in coaching. 
And I just wanted to hear, you know, at the end of the season, what are some things that gave y'all trouble or what, you know, what, how are y'all playing this coverage? How do you teach this coverage? Why are y'all running this coverage in these situations? Uh, more so just trying to understand their, their mentality. Uh, and, and for me, I was always trying, you know, since we were such a run heavy offense, I was always trying to help my guys get an edge in, in the passing game, you know, because it wasn't something, you know, I, we definitely worked on it. I know there's this idea that we just never throw the ball. Uh-huh. We didn't work on it, but I was always trying to give my guys a little bit extra uh, right. of this information um, from, from that standpoint for, for a big third down. Cause we, we're always going to have one, you know? Yeah. Yeah. No doubt. Mm-hmm. Very cool. So, so, uh, you know, as you've gone through and, and playing and coaching, you know, we always ask, there's always a couple guys and I mean, you've kind of alluded to it already, but there's always a couple guys, right. When, when the chips are down when you got to make a difficult decision, mm-hmm. be it career, be it family, you know, uh, talk about a couple mentors you've leaned on over the years to really help you through things. I kind of guess I know one already, but, you know, throw it out there anyway. Yeah. Yeah. I would say, um, you know, I, I wrote down, I wrote down a few. I mean, one is, is definitely my, just my dad, you know, he's my first coach. Uh, and yeah, he's, he's my first hero. He's the first guy that I'm like, man, I want to, I want to do everything that he's going to do or everything that he, he does. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, we, we always talk, uh, but actually, two years ago, when I when I made the decision to step away from coaching, I, I made I think I made four or five calls, and, and I, the decision was made. But I made sure I told Coach Johnson, I uh, talked to Jeff Monkin and Ivan Jasper and uh, Coach Neimont. I think I believe I, I spoke to all of them before the news broke, uh, and and they're all people that have been so supportive throughout my entire life since since I've known them. I mean. You know, leaving Savannah, Georgia, and going up to Annapolis, Maryland. I didn't really know anybody uh, other change. than the coaches that recruited me, and and yeah, big change. And they, they took care of me, but it was one of the best decisions of my life. And you know, met a lot of people that are friends, friends for life, and, and we have relationships. Uh, you know, and I, I will say, you know, it's it's interesting now uh, with the whole with the Army Navy rivalry and, and the game. You know, because I. I have so much respect for for both of the leaders of those teams, mm-hmm. and, you know. But I, I will I will say though, you know, I, personally, I, I am four zero, you know, against against. <laughs> that, that was years ago. That was years ago, you know. No, it's, hey, look, it's duly it's duly noted. <laughs> yeah, and that's, um, you know, yeah, we just had a. Yeah, it's duly noted for sure. <laughs> yeah, about the only thing common between Savannah and Annapolis is salt water. Everything else That's is a big change. That's about it. That's about it. I, I think I think both both towns love their love their crabs. You know, like they like seafood. That's about it. No doubt. <laughs> That's it. That's it. Well, coach, as a as a player, you established yourself as a starting quarterback in college in the midst of some tough competition. I was talk, talking to uh, Coach Colton the other day about it. He was talking about oh. some other guys that were there at the same time you were in, right, and battling out with the competition. He said he felt like your ability to throw the ball is what really helps uh, you solidify you as a starter, you know. Can you maybe talk about the pride that you took in being a good passer and being an option quarterback? Yeah, yeah. Um, well, you know, I think being an option quarterback, it, it's something that I carry with me every day of my life. You know, I'm always analyzing things and looking for even look numbers, numbers, angles, and grass. You know, just in everyday life, you know, what, what's what's the best way to do this, and you know, how much room do I have? Uh, just navigating decisions. But you know, for for me, 
yeah, it, it was tough. I didn't, I didn't become the starter until my senior year. And even then, my backup was really talented. He was bigger than me. He was stronger than me. He could throw it farther than me. Uh, and I think my, my edge was, you know, I mean, they, the coaches wouldn't have made a bad decision if they would have started him. They, they would not have because he, you know, he led the team the next year and they did well. Uh, but I think my edge was just, you know, I, I knew I wasn't as talented as some of the other guys in the room. So I had to get every check right. I had to understand the entire offense. And even if I couldn't throw the ball 60 yards or 70 yards, 50 yards, you know, I'm, I'm going to stop at 50 because people might say, you know, they might say some other things. <laughs> you know, even though I couldn't throw it the furthest, I, I took great pride in, you know, throwing on rhythm, throwing on time, you know, throwing catchable balls um, and, and being extremely accurate. Because uh, I, I, I and I truly believe this to this day, you know, a lot of times the quarterback gets so much praise for all the passes and the completions. But, man, you know, the guys up front got to protect. The receivers got to be there on time. Sometimes they got to bail you out. You know, right. you don't – Some everyone is not a perfect pass, you know, but sometimes these receivers, they, they bail you out because it, it really takes all 11 to, to complete passes. Yeah, no doubt. No doubt. I wanted to ask you um, about the mechanics. Um, I was watching – I was going through YouTube, man, watching some old highlights of you the other day, you know, yeah. and uh, I seen you sprint out to the left. I was like, man, that's, that's hard for me to coach my kids how to do that. I mean, what – can you give me some pointers, man, on some mechanics, throwing, rolling left, sprinting out for a right-handed quarterback? Yeah, I can give you a, a, some of what, I, what I've done. I'll tell you now, you know, look, watching some of these, these newer quarterbacks these days, these guys are big and strong. And they, I mean, they're doing some things that it's almost like Steph Curry in basketball. There's some things that <laughs> we didn't really do 15 years ago. Now these guys, they're so talented. But whenever I was sprinting, I, I was always trying to, you know, gain depth on those first couple of steps, just escape the line of scrimmage and give me enough room to where I could run and get some momentum. And, and wherever I was finishing, wherever I was finishing to, I think one of the coaching points that Coach Jasper used to tell us, I'm not sure if he still coaches this, but we wanted to be, wherever we threw the ball, we wanted to be able to stay on that same line and go take the ball right back from, from that receiver. So when I'm going to the left, I was always just trying to get my left shoulder and hips kind of pointed back to that direction of wherever I needed that ball to go. Uh, and then just try to come over the top of, of that whole line and then just stay on that line. And if I, and we, I think we had a drill where we would literally just do that kind of just four quarterbacks. We would sprint to the left and throw it. And then you just, you know, go stand in line down there and then we just kind of rotate in the circle. Um, you know, and, and with that said, I, I remember this year I saw, I saw Trevor Lawrence this year. I think it was against Georgia Tech, and he he had this throw in the red zone where he kind of faked to the right and booted back to his left. And I think he's looking in the far left pylon, but nothing's there. But then there's somebody coming across, and he's like, he just kind of torques his whole body back to the goalpost and throws his dagger. And I remember seeing that, and I called I called Joe Hamilton, and I said, Hey, did you just see this? <laughs> and we talked about 40 minutes about just him and just quarterbacks and yeah. I mean it was a great conversation but I mean we're, we're still amazed at these young guys and and how talented they are I know coach it's amazing golly what these guys <laughs> these cats can do man I mean, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. no doubt about it well, Coach, talk about the beauty of, uh, of of the triple option. Our quarterback really runs the show, right? Has the ability to check play at the line of scrimmage. And uh, Coach Colton told us about a time 
in a career where you made a check into the boundary in a key situation versus Maryland where you had a late pitch uh, down the field for that went for a touchdown. Talk a little bit about that. Say, say that one more time. Say, say that. I'm sorry. You said just talk about some of the checks you make. Well, I just said, you know, it's it, the beauty of the triple options. Uh, you know, you were allowing your quarterback to run the show, right, and the ability to check plays in line of scrimmage. Co- Coach Colton told us about a time. Um, He's playing where, Maryland. Where you were playing Maryland. Okay. And it was into, I know it was into the boundary, he said, yeah. and uh, and you made a check. Yeah, and you made and, a uh, check, and then it went for a late pitch for a touchdown. You remember that? Yeah, yeah. Um, but I, I don't remember that exactly. I, I know I had some other plays that, that weren't as good. I know I may have a late <laughs> pitch, and I almost got benched for the rest of the season. Uh, <laughs> it, it's funny the things you remember. I, I definitely remember those conversations probably more than the ones where everybody was patting me on the back. Right. Uh, you know, but I, I will say I think that was one of my, one of my strong suits was being able to just get the, get the offense going in the right direction, and and that, I mean that's so important. That's so it's so important for for uh, offense, you know, whether it's option or even even if it's West Coast. I mean, when I was out with the 49ers, they put a lot of they put a lot of uh, uh, you know emphasis on the quarterback getting the plays checked, you know, away from rotation or you know to to numbers. You know, even though it's a different system and numbers, angles, grass, it's, it's really universal football. Um, so I, I would say, you know, I, I think for, for us, the, the years we were good, it was that we had a we had a strong quarterback that could manage, manage the moments, you know. And it's going to be it's going to be four or five plays in every game that determine the outcome of the game. And the, the cool thing or the crazy thing about it is you don't know if it's the first five, the middle five, the last five. You don't really know uh, until it's all over which five were the most important plays. So you you really have to be ready right from right from the opener. And I think that's something as a quarterback that we try to that I know Coach Jasper talked talked about that a lot with us. And I didn't do a great job of it as a as a player early on. It's just, you know, no matter what we talked about all week, no matter what we we prepare for, no matter what we expect, as an option quarterback, that first couple series, you just have to kind of go out there with a blank slate and don't see something that's really not there. You really just have to take it for what it is and, and make sure that what we talked about all week is actually what you're seeing. Yeah. Uh, and and then when you, if you can do that, sometimes you may catch a misaligned and over overshifted where where you know there's some gimmies right there that you can just right. take, you know. So. Yeah, I mean, as a high school coach, I mean, what we're talking about is kind of like an, an, an intangible, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, it's not about the talent that the kid has necessarily. It's, it's, it's can he can he have that mindset to get you into that right play and understand that numbers, angles, grass. You know, right. um, those are the kinds of kids, man, that help you win ball games right there. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? They can understand that, and uh, it, it's it's a lot too. Because I mean, as a coach, you gotta you gotta train them you gotta you gotta practice them and, and uh it's 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 a lot you know but yeah. one thing that's beautiful about it is is this offense kind of remind i always think about peyton manning because you know he gets up to the line he's like omaha he's he's, he's audible and right well in the yeah. triple option i mean it's that same kind of world you, you know what i mean you, you got the keys to the car man you got to get us into the right play and yeah uh, you know you go we go right so yeah definitely definitely i, I always said um you know when, when i got to college and I, you know, and I, I learned how to read a defense from, you know, the D line to the safeties and the safeties back down and how there's different tips that tells you, okay, hey, 
you know, pressure's coming from over here or, or this linebacker's about to do this or there's a greater chance he's about to do this because his alignment. When I started being able to see the game like that, I mean, as a coach, it, it definitely helped. Uh, it, it helped me and it also helped, helped my players uh, just give them a little bit more of an edge. Yeah, no doubt. And I also think, too, I, I'm going to make this statement um, just because of my experience over the years, but – now, I've found that guys like yourself that worked really hard uh, at their craft to to be successful for their team make really, really good coaches. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's been my experience over the years, and I've been doing it a while. I found the kids that have really worked hard, studied, uh, yeah. had to work hard to, you know, to, to, to get that chance, make mm-hmm. really, really good coaches. So, yeah. Um, so I'd have to – I'd throw you in that same category, Coach. <laughs> I appreciate that. <laughs> yeah, no problem. Wait, Coach, uh, recently I, I really enjoyed your uh, your uh, A-back slot uh, drill that you put out, your drill okay. tape that you put out. That was awesome, yeah. man. Yeah. That Good. was awesome. Good. Hey. Um, I had a question from uh, one of our buddies about um, – he said, uh, in, in your experience, what do you think um, – as an A-back coach, right, um, mm-hmm. in your experience, what do you think is one of the most difficult skills to develop with the A-backs? I was like, man, that's probably a good question right there. One of the most difficult skills to develop. I, see. I, I, I wrote something down if you, if, if, if you're having a hard time with it. What about like the pace of the block? You know what I mean? Like if oh, I'm arcing, yeah. is it, you, I, I'm sure you got guys trying to go 100 miles an hour at first, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I think that's, that's a good one. I think that's a good one. You know, for us, obviously, you know, being in college, we got to, you know, we, we had the opportunity to, to pick and choose some of our players. So we, you know, we, for, for sure, when I was recruiting the slot, if you, if you uh, were a punt returner or a kick returner, you got an extra, you got an extra bump for me in, in the evaluation. Cause I always felt that if a high school coach trusted you out of everybody on the team to be the punt returner, especially the punt returner, if he trusted you to be the punt returner, I need to at least look at you. you right. And or the kick return. And if you were the guy that's the running back and you got all the plays or, you know, you're the slot, you're getting a ball. But if he if that high school coach doesn't trust you to be the punt returner, I want to know why. You know, I, so uh, so so I'm saying all that and say, I think we the athleticism, most times we you know, we weren't wrong on that. Now, the willingness to do some of the things uh, and really stick your face in there. OK, you know, that's that's something that I, we can try to develop it. But. At some point, you're going to have to grow into that if you're going to do it. But I do think the pace of understanding how it all comes together, um, the, the pace of of how you go attack uh, that that defender that you're going to, let's just say, art block, right? Uh, and and one of the things I think it's kind of like the way I started teaching it towards the end of my career, or, or you know, when I was at Tech, was I started saying uh, it's like everything else in the option take what the defense gives you and whatever they do, they're wrong. Right. So that's our mentality. Whatever they do, they're wrong. However they line up, they're wrong. Right. And that's our mentality. Uh, And even with the way he gets blocked, since we could cut block. Right. We started saying the defender chooses how he's going to get blocked. Cause if he runs up here fast, I'm going fast and I'm going, if he wants to be soft, then I can, I can be slower and take my time. And then as I get to him, I'll explode. I'll explode through. So, we started taking the – we tried to come up with like a kind of bully mindset that, you no, know, it's, it's your decision how you're going to – you're getting blocked. But 
but it's your decision how you're going to get blocked. You can do, we can do this fast or we can do this slow, but it's, it's your decision. And I think as we started doing that and guys got more confident, uh, you know, I, I never wanted to coach a robot, so I didn't teach everybody the same. I tried to give everybody the same first step and similar mentality, but I let them kind of get their finish. And, it, and as long as they're productive, they can stay on the field. If you go out there and whiff five times, you're probably not getting six. You know? <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. yeah. No doubt. Well, I think you brought up a good point that will roll into our next one here is, um, you know, you were talking about developing guys, you know, with being gritty and tough, right? So mm-hmm. you know, how did you, you know, how did you develop that, you know, over those guys' years, like to take pride in zone dive and digging a defensive end out or, mm-hmm. you know, running running fullback ISO in there and popping a guy, loading a backer, right? You know, how, how did you – you know, develop those guys, get them to put to, to do those things. And maybe, you know, did you, did you do stick? I don't know, talk about how you develop them, right? Yeah. Prizes, stickers, you know, steak dinners, whatever. I don't know. Yeah. Well, um, we, we did have wing nights. There we go. <laughs> there <you> go. <laughs> hey, that's a good idea. Wing night for the wings, right? <laughs> yeah, we, we, did. We, we started, we started doing spots, wings. Right? I think we started doing wings maybe my second or third year. It started in the off season. It was like an off season thing. We would just do it as for bonding. But then as we started, you know, as as it started going, it was like, all right, if we hit certain milestones, if we had, if we had double digit knockdowns as a group, or if we had, uh, like for us, we, and I could probably share my my grading scale, but for things that we could get a double plus on was anytime we made a block on a thirty yard play. Or if we were involved in the 30-yard play, let's say we caught a ball or we made a block or anything, 30-yard play, that was a double plus, changing play or, or an explosive. So we wanted to have 10 knockdowns, over five explosive plays that we had our hand in. Um, and there, there were a few more things that I don't have right in front of me right now. Uh, but those were just things that we wanted to get for, for our group because, you know, as a slot back, it's not like the quarterback where you're touching the ball every play. You know, there might be – there's some games we might get it 20 times or some games we might get it set. And we don't really know it's really up to the defense. So we had to, I had to come up with other ways to keep my guys motivated, but also focus on how are we helping the offense, right? So how are we helping the offense? And then I think to your, to your question of how do we develop that grittiness, I think the best, I, I'm a firm believer in, uh, it's much easier to coach guys that are self-motivated and for guys that are not self-motivated, peer pressure is the best, is the best remedy for it. So as much as I could kind of get those guys to bond together and cheer on each other's success and also hold each other accountable, I think organically it brings up the morale and it brings up the, the, the self-motivation. And if I got a bunch of self-motivated guys, I could be a pretty good coach, you know, but yeah. when I got to drag them and prod them and pull them, it's going to be some long days, <laughs> you know? So yeah. that, that's just my mentality on it. Yeah. That's a well, great, that's great. Point. Yeah. Great point. Yeah. I saw something like they say, uh, coach led teams are average, but player led teams win championships. You know what I mean? That's, yeah. that's exactly what you're saying. That's awesome. Yeah. I believe in that. Yeah. I remember, I remember we were getting ready to play Georgia. I want to. I want to say it was sixteen. I don't remember, but I remember. I remember talking to Shane Beamer before the game, and I just remember telling him like, 
uh, I said, man, you guys got something special going on. I, I forget which year it was, but I think it was the year that they had to really might have been 60. But I told him, I was like, man, you guys got Roquan Smith on the punt team. You guys got and they had another player that was like another maybe Chubb was still there. But it's like their best players, their best players were like the leaders and like doing the most selfless things for the team. And I'm like, y'all got something special right now. Yeah. Uh, and I think that's that might have been the year that they went on. I, I got I get all the years mixed up right now. Uh, but yeah, that's that's exactly what we're talking about. All right, Coach, we got some uh, gun option questions for you. Right. I just got two of them real quick for you. Okay. Um, you've been fortunate enough to be able to coach in both under center and uh, and in the gun option, right? Mm-hmm. And um, speaking of the quarterback check system that we were just talking about, right? Does the quarterback in the in the, in the gun option stuff has have as much responsibility with the at the line of scrimmage checks as maybe an under center uh, uh, quarterback does? Numbers, angles, grass, that kind of thing. You know, I, I think I think they could. Uh, the I was only in the gun option for for one year, and it was, it it was it wasn't as similar to the under center. You know, just just that version of it. So there could be some other versions that maybe give a little bit more um, responsibility to the quarterback. The the one I was involved in, it was more of like, a, you know, they we would call it for the checks. We would call a play, and you could either you could only flip it. You know, it wasn't. You know, for at at tech when we were under center, let's say we call it triple, you could come to the line of scrimmage and there might be three or four different blocking schemes that are open that you can add to it. Or right. you could check the toss or you could check the midline. It just depends on how much um uh, how much freedom Coach Johnson gave you. And there's quarterbacks he gave a lot of freedom to and some that he that he didn't. Um so so from that standpoint it was different, but I, I I don't know what your other question is, but I will say under center every week we were like, when we started game planning on Sundays and Mondays, we were like, we need a counterplay. You know, we, we need, we need something. We need a counter. We need something. We need this. Right. But everything, they all have the same route. You know, the quarterback has to get the ball and then the, which way is the B back going to go? And are you pulling? And there's, there's certain tips that, you know, Defenses that have seen it a, a long time, they you know they they can see that, um, and and same thing with the coaches. But in the gun, just that, just that, whatever half a second that that ball has to travel, there's so much misdirection that can happen, you know, just with the motion, or it's, it's just it's like almost like a version of freeze option. Just in, in in my opinion, now I've only did it for one year. But it's like a version of just the freeze where, you know, the ball is coming and it's floating in the air and you can have whatever you want going in front of it, behind you. You know, you can have the tight end that was stagnant coming across the ball. So there's just there's just so many different levers that you can uh, that you can maneuver the defense with, Mm -hmm. along with which way the O-line is going and where is the back coming from. So there might like the entire picture might be just looking so different. And I thought. From my time there, I was saying this, the gun option to me, gives you a much easier uh, way to split safeties more consistently. That's just my opinion, you know, and give false keys. Now, it's definitely slower and it doesn't hit as fast. It it doesn't. Um, I think the quick game is easier, you know, so. Well, certainly mechanically. Right, right. Because you want to you know, gather, plant, and throw on three step, whereas under center you gotta 
you know, you got a heel pop with a hitch to your left. I mean, there's a lot of other mechanical stuff. So, yeah, I totally agree. Yeah. Totally. And especially with us, you know, we, we weren't able to get them, you know. We, we weren't able to get that six three quarterback that we really want. Not to say that we really wanted at Georgia Tech. I, I, I don't mean to say that because we had really good players who weren't six three. But I just mean we weren't able to we weren't able to get the guy that everybody else was playing with. So from under center, it, it was tough for some of our guys to see over the middle of the field. I mean, it was tough for me to see over the middle of the field even when I played. Uh, yeah. So, but that's just a part of it. Yeah. That's part of it. Here, here's another question about it, uh, the gun. Um, am I wrong in saying that there, uh, um, there is less having to manage and coordinate personnel groupings in under center world versus the gun? <laughs> oh, because I got, oh. I got to, I got to go to uh, spring ball uh, when you was at Southern one time. Yeah. I was like, what? man, you working your butt off, man, trying to get the personnel group in there and everything, man. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and if you saw me in spring ball at Southern, I was I also didn't know the offense at that time, too. I spent the whole summer <laughs> just learning the offense and the terminology. Uh, yeah, yeah, the personnel groupings, you know. And But that was the way that that coordinator, that's the way he he, he ran his offense, if you're familiar with, uh, with him he, at, at his time at San Houston in New Mexico. You know, he he was um, he liked to that that was a part of his um, his offensive scheme. It was just you know we're going to change personnel's pretty much every play, just change the picture on the defense for the defense. Uh, but as a receivers coach, it's it's a lot. It's a lot because you can go from having one guy on the field to four. And for uh, most of my coaching career, I had two. You know, I had two right. on the field right. every play. They didn't really come off, right? <laughs> yeah, well, well, the good thing about under center is that guys, it wasn't a left and right. It was, it's more like just play side A, back side A. And right. yeah, the guys know they can play any position because at any time we could flip the play or change the play. But so we, you know, at times we were, I think in 2014, we rotated five guys that played each game. In 2018, we rotated three. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I hadn't even thought about that in a few years. Personnel, personnel grouping. Yeah, but I tell you one thing: it's I. I'm thankful for all my experiences of under center, gun, and special teams. And you know, I was I was joking with one of my friends, uh, one of my that they're implementing in their offense. Maybe I can go help the defensive staff. You know, definitely give you a different perspective, coach. Definitely. Definitely. See, freezing. Thank you, froze. Yeah. See if he comes back. You want me to hit pause? I can cut it out. Okay. I'll just keep it rolling in. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll make a note. I mean, because we're, we're, we're at the end anyway. Yeah. Are you coming back in now? I assume. I was going to say something like, um, uh, you, you know how you said he went to the 49ers and the Broncos? I bet he's seen a, a, a lot more stressful personnel switching in, in, in and out in that pro game. You know what I mean? Yeah. 
Yeah, for there sure. You go. Back. Yeah, coach. Back. We can see you. Uh, I think he's freezing again. I got oh, a cell phone. There, there we, we go. go. There we there go. We go. His audio is connected, though. Yes. No. I can hear you now. Can you hear me? Yes. We can yeah. hear you now. His audio is connected again. Yeah. The good news is we got through most of it. You know what I mean? Oh, most yeah. All of it. So. Yeah. Can you hear me? Yes. Yeah. Can you hear us? All right, good. <laughs> good. Well, I'll tell you what, Coach. We uh, we can't thank you enough for coming on, man. It was great. We had a good time and talking the old days, talking a little option stuff. Man, it was great. Good, good. Now, I, I, I really appreciate it. You know, I, I appreciate you all. Um, let me let me join you all this evening and uh, you know talk talk and, and reminisce about you know some some things. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's good to think about these things. Yeah, no, we appreciate you coming on, man. The, the listeners are going to get a lot of good nuggets out of this, man, for sure, for sure. Good, well, good. Yeah, well, absolutely. good. Well, if, if I could ever if I could ever help you all, uh, you know, just don't don't hesitate to reach out. Uh, you know, I, I definitely need to come down there and, and visit uh, visit Colton anyway. There you go. Uh, I haven't talked to him in a while. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so as as but we get going, I, I know this fall I want to catch some games. Are you on? So you're are you on Twitter? Is that how you want people yeah. to find you? Yes, that's fine. Yep. Okay. I'm on Twitter uh, at Coach L O two. The number two, and uh, actually, I'll have my I'll, I'll put my drill link up there again. Okay, uh, that'd be great. And, and I I may have some I think I have some teaching, some teaching uh, like some slot back teaching tools that I can add up there also. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Yeah, yeah. very cool. We'll put that in the show notes for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Well, we appreciate you, Coach, for coming on with us. I appreciate yeah, man, it. Man. We really appreciate you taking the time, you know, away from family. It's great. Yeah. Awesome. Really have some shrimp, shrimp and grits for me up there in Savannah. Oh, yeah. Hey, that's not a problem. I, that will happen. That was going to happen even if you didn't say it. Yes, like, it. I will, I'll have you in mind when I do it. Yeah. Yeah. Right, uh, Thank you all. Thank you again.